Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Talk Spicy. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Talk Spicy. I'm Coach Gene Clemens. Thank you for joining me wherever you are joining me. Rate the show, comment, agree, disagree, but whatever you do, keep it spicy. Five-star ratings are appreciated. And if you're joining me on the YouTube channel, make sure you like, make sure you subscribe. We back. Um, it was a fantastic weekend of championships. Not because the games were good, they were not good, but because we got we we had an opportunity to see coronations. We thought that Georgia was the best team in the country. Guess what? They're the best team in the country. We thought that TCU didn't add up. Guess what? They didn't add up. We thought that Alabama should be in the college football playoff. Guess what? We were right. We were right. You can say what you want, but the proof of the pudding is in the tasting. I thought that it was a it was a disservice to TCU to put them against Michigan first. They should have been fourth. That would have gave us the Ohio State-Michigan rematch, which I believe Ohio State would have won. That would have given us, that would have given us then Georgia, Ohio State in the national title game, which is what we should have, what it should have had. It would not have been a home game for Georgia. I think that the outcome may have still been Georgia, but on a neutral site, who knows, right? See, the problem with TCU being anyone in a national championship game. Max Duggan had to be exposed in a national championship game because Max Duggan is a tough, gritty, hard-nosed football player. That's great. They're a tough, gritty, hard-nosed team. They're not an elite team. In fact, the Big 12 does not have an elite team in it. That is why the elite teams in the Big 12 are trying to leave the Big 12 or are leaving the Big 12. It's not brain surgery, ladies and gentlemen. It's not, this isn't hard to figure out. The Big 12 are adding teams to it that are not elite, that are probably never going to be elite. Once Texas and Oklahoma leave, you can pretty much mark it down Nobody in the Big 12 is ever going to win a championship. Why? Because Texas and Oklahoma couldn't win one in the current format. That's why they're leaving. It's not just money. It's money, and then it's, can we ever compete for a title if we're not up against those dudes on a day-in, day-out basis. If you think a national champion is coming from anywhere from the, but the SEC within the next three to five years, you're bugging. They are head and shoulders better than everybody else. And you might get them in a, in a one-off, but not on a one-off when they've had a whole bunch of time to, to prepare for you. Ohio State got the closest. They blew it. They got the closest and they blew it. So shout out to Georgia. Shout out to Kirby Smart. We'll see what it looks like without, without the mailman. We'll see what it looks like 
if Georgia can finally get one of these stud five-star recruits to actually start for them. Still think it's amazing that none of them were ever able to beat out Stetson Bennett. That's a testament to Stetson Bennett, not just to the stubbornness of Kirby Smart and loyalty, but the fact that if Stetson Bennett stumbled enough, he would have been replaced, and yet he never stumbled. He should be the Heisman Trophy winner this year based off of who they gave the Heisman Trophy to, right? Caleb Williams is not the Heisman Trophy winner this year. He plays in an offense that is gussied up with a defense that's non-existent, so all of his stats look ridiculous. But if you don't win anything with those stats, are you really the Heisman Trophy winner? I could give you an argument that Bryce Young could have been the Heisman Trophy winner again because he was doing it with less weapons, still putting up the um, numbers he was putting up before. He dealt with injury. He dealt with all the bullets coming at him. Could have put an argument that Hooker could have been your Heisman Trophy just based off of the, the body of work that he put in before he was injured. But I thought the best story on the best team and the stats to back it up, Stetson Bennett should have probably been your Heisman Trophy winner. Plus, it would have made me, like, prophetic. And obviously, you know, we all like to be right. The the Jack, shout out to South Dakota State because the day before we watched Georgia beat down TCU, we watched South Dakota State beat down North Dakota State. And it was great. It was great. It wasn't a great game, but it was great to see that team take the next step and know that North Dakota State now has someone who's a rival. Like, why didn't they have rivals before? There are, there's a lot of serendipity that went into these last 12 years for, for North Dakota State. Number one, they're good, right? They found a formula that works for them in an area that, that, that they can easily recruit for what they need. And then they got a hold of some talents that probably should not have made it to them, right? Like how you get an Easton stick? How do you get a a a um a Carson Wentz? Like how do you even get those types of quarterbacks to come there? How do you get a Trey Lance? Right. So so that's one. The second thing is every opponent that they had, every foil to their dynasty that they had, ended up going to Division I. Liberty could have been a major player. Well, let's start back. We're way back. Georgia Southern was a major player, right? They were a major player. They decided to go to Division I. That cleared a path, right? That cleared the, the first path when, when Georgia Southern went Division I. And then some years later, Liberty goes Division One, And Liberty with that team that they had could have been deadly, right? James Madison had been a foil. They had been a foil. They had, they had broken through. Then they went to Division One. Sam Houston State, they've been, they've been close. They've been a foil. They broke through. Then they went to Division One. So every team that had an opportunity to ascend to the level of North Dakota State 
jumped over it and went to Division One. They went to the money. That's what you're supposed to do, right? You build a program up, and then you take it to the highest level that it can be at because that's what's best for your student body. I wonder if the people at North Dakota State believe that just continually, continually being dominant at the FCS level is what's best for their students. North Dakota State fans, would you rather have an annual trip to Frisco? Would you rather have an annual trip to Frisco where you may or may not win a championship? Or would you like to go to the Bahamas for the Bahama Bowl? Would you like to go to Tampa, St. Pete for the Gasparilla Bowl? Would you, would you like to go to Orlando for the Cure Bowl? Would you like to go to the Poinsettia Bowl, the, the New York Pinstripe Bowl, the, the Meineke Car Cares Motor City Bowl, the Idaho Potato Bowl? With, because it won't take you going 11 or 12 and 1 in order to get there. You just have to win six games. Seven would be preferable, but six games gets you eligible. And now you get to go and your student body gets to experience some different areas, different things. Is that, is it really like, yo, we want to just continue to win these FCS championships or is it that you want to go? And for the life of me, North Dakota State people, Please do not believe that the only thing you need to do is get healthy and you're right back here next year. That team that I saw, the team that I've seen all year, is not going to get back to the national title game without improvements. Namely, improvements at the quarterback position, on the perimeter. Got to get better. You must get better on the perimeter, and you must get better at the quarterback position. Whether that is those guys taking a quantum leap in their ability, or whether it's you bringing in more talent, there needs to be improvements made there. And for a team like South Dakota State, congratulations. You've, you've reached the, the pinnacle. Now what? Do you want to now go and do what North Dakota State did? Do you want to run off and try to catch them in championships or do you say you know what we're going to make that jump do you both get together both both um both schools get together we're going to make that jump together there are places for them to land i know that people keep saying oh who wants them where are they going to go there are places for them to land there are places for them to land there are places for them to go. Yes, it's going to cost money. Yes, you're going to have to invest. Yes, yes, yes to all of those. But there are places for them to go. South Dakota State has to make sure that they don't fall in love with veterans. They've got a lot of veterans right now. Next year, they're going to return a lot of players. I've heard that the Yankee twins are, are back. Isaiah Davis, probably back. Obviously, your quarterback's back. Offensive linemen, there are three underclassmen on there. They're back. The two seniors, they may have another year. I'm not sure. They may be back. Defensively, we get it. They're back. But you got to start getting those younger guys ready. 
You've got to find a way to start filtering them into the into the play. Because if you don't, when those veterans do leave, you're going to drop right back down. And the point is to have this thing rolling to where you're in Frisco every single year. And Jack's fans are great. It was fantastic hanging out with Jack's fans. But you got to be there. Or do you do you go to the next level? Like what's next? What can you do? What's the what's the next thing? Are you are you happy? Are you comfortable with just being here? Or are you going to do what Sam Houston did? Are you going to do what James Madison did? Are you going to do what Liberty did? You're going to test yourself at the highest level. That's the question. The last thing I have is is an interesting thing for me. Because Buffalo Bills um, safety, DeMar Hamlin, had an unfortunate incident, and I didn't really talk a lot about it. I talked about how people were kind of being phony and, 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 and doing things to have a look at me. I also know that the world came together, at least the sports world came together, in order to support this man, and that was great to see. It was great to see. I believe it was like $8 million ended up getting donated to his, um, to his toy foundation. Here's my question. He's alive. He's out of the hospital. He's back to, to have treatment in Buffalo. What about him? See, this is the part we don't, we don't talk about. Not only is DeMar Hamlin young, but he's only two years into the league. His career is probably over. Even if he's healthy, I don't know if a team is going to sign off on him going back out there on the football field. Nobody wants to see someone die on the field. So I don't know if they ever allow him back on the field again. He's only got two years in. He's not vested. He's not vested. He's a rookie. And he's not a high draft pick rookie, so he hasn't already made enough money to support himself forever. $8 million went to his foundation to, for his toy drive. That's great. What about for him? What about him? What about his medical care? What about his way of life? He has gone about his entire life to get to this point where he's a football player. Now what for him if he can't be a football player anymore like that? It was the flavor du jour to, to donate money. I didn't see one GoFundMe for him. For him. I didn't see people going, hey, can we put something together for him? Hey, what if, what if out of that $8 million, Four of it would have went to the toy to the toy drive. Four of it would have went into a fund for him so that he could access, so that he could, could utilize and pull money from in order to be able to live, not an exact, not an exorbitant life, but to be able to live a regular life, to be able to figure out what to do next with his life. Like, what, what, what would be the issue with that? That, to me, is what it's supposed to be about, right? That's what it's supposed to be about. That's what 
That's what we're supposed to be doing here. That is what we're supposed to do here. That is why we have these situations in place. So it makes me it makes me wonder, was it just the fad? Was it something to do? Was it just something fun? Some oh, we can rally behind this or do you really care about this man's life? Who's the person that's going to that's going to court it's not me because I don't know him. I don't know the I'm not in that world. But what is being done to ensure that he is okay? Or was it just, hey, this is a fun thing for everybody to rally around? Remember the, AL, the ALS challenge, I believe it was, the ice bucket challenge, where, where we, we had people dousing themselves and doing the ice bucket challenge? You were supposed to donate money with that. How many people did the ice bucket challenge but never donated any money to go with it? Because it was just a fad thing to do. If you're doing something because it's a fad thing to do, you might want to reevaluate what's important. Ladies and gentlemen, that's Talk Spicy. I'm Coach Gene Clemens. Do this thing a few times a week. Rate the show, comment, agree, disagree, but whatever you do, keep it spicy. Five-star ratings are appreciated. If you're joining me on the YouTube channel, you know what to do. Like, subscribe. Till next time. Peace.